What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Here we are. And uh, you've had a full, you're in your final week of school. Um, next week. See, I knew it. I'm psychic. You did. You knew your, it. Your, your final week of school. And it's next week. I knew it. <laughs> I could just, I can always have, you know, finger on the psychic pulse. I know. Um, Today, this week, this week at school, um, I asked one of my classmates who seems very tapped in spiritually if they had any sense of the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they, um, <clears throat> they were concerned. They saw... They saw something upsetting. They are correct. It wasn't not an optimistic outlook. Yes, I share their view. Um, my feeling is okay. it's towards the end of October, and uh, things get worse. What? It's in the end of October. Is um, oh, I I think that COVID's going to just become like totally like it's going to get really. Uh, out of control. I thought you were saying like it is no. the end of October. No, and I no, was like, Jack. No, it's but July. I do. It's this is. I mean, through all of 2019, when I would meditate, all I would see was waves of death. So, um, <laughs> you did have a waves of death kind of year. That's for sure. I really did. And then you've been in a better mood in 2020, ironically. Well. Isn't it just like melancholia? Absolute you know, same. It's, Absolute it's, same. It's like I'm dragging myself. I'm not okay. And then it's like, here comes the planet and I'm fingering jam out of the jar into my mouth. Yeah, you, you, felt, you felt something coming. I did. And then I was like, oh, here it is. It was absolutely <laughs> um, this massive plague, uh, completely a uh, governmental failure as we torpedo into autocracy and uh, militarized state um, Incredible. affairs, uh, battling back uh, people trying to have civil rights. And um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, there's such incredible uh, nefarious evil uh, in the White House and, um, and working with the Republicans. And it's interesting how it, um, yeah. And this, and the way in which this, the shattered fractured left really, uh, let this walk through the door in the first place. Um, it really got in there. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, but her emails mm. and it's, uh, well, here you go. For all those people who said I would rather die than vote for Hillary. Here you go. Welcome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's oh, well, not It's great. now more, more likely than ever that you, in fact, will die from not voting for Hillary. Yeah, isn't that wild? And um, it's, uh, it's, you know, for those of you who are on the fence about Biden, Angela Davis is voting for, is voting for Biden, so, so can you. Um, because Absolutely. Uh, what more do you know? Do you know than Angela Davis? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need to like, should we stop and take a moment? You have a massive reflex. No, I just stepped away. I stepped away from the um, microphone because I just had Oaxacan food and one of the things was very spicy. Yeah. 
And so I just had to have a cough. I had to have a real cough. It's a lot. It's a lot of clearing and a lot of coughing. And already people are feeling, you know, overwhelmed by people coughing around them. So if we need to take a moment, you need to get some milk and magnesia. <laughs> it's just kind of like intense. It's uh, it's an ASMR I don't think many people want, quite frankly, especially now. They don't. They don't need the coughing. While you have your spoonful of yogurt, I'll sing up a song. Um, I'll sing a new song, which is uh, hitting the top of the charts soon. Uh, and I just made it up tonight. Have you ever flown a stone home, baby? Oh, tie a string around a stone, throw it out the window. If the stone flies, he loves you, baby. Oh, if the stone doesn't fly, he doesn't love you, baby. Oh, wow. have you ever flown a stone Oh, baby, baby, oh, oh, that's the song. And I feel like um, it's headed to the top of the charts. The question is, is it, is mm. it, is it Tori Amos? Is it PJ Harvey? From where did that come? Oh, no, no. Like this song happened. So there's some, <sighs> I think he's straight, cis, white, uh, <laughs> male singer who people are like, falling all over about on Instagram that I have no idea who he is. I couldn't tell you what his name is or anything, but somehow it came across my gram today and I looked at his page and his music sounded like that. Oh, and, okay. um, and it kind of just like stuck in my head of like, um, uh, just some sort of mediocrity. So I loved the idea of like, have you ever flown a stone? Oh baby, oh oh. Oh wow, so that's a lot of it. That was this person. So I felt famous? inspired by just. Oh yeah, this person is like beyond famous, you know. And I just, I just, as people listen to this podcast, know I'm not. I, just, I don't. There's not a lot I want to see. Is it James Blake? I saw. I saw James or, Blake on a commercial for Apple products today. No, I think I might have seen this guy singing a song for Subway, but it could have been something else. Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> um, I always hated Subway. I, even as a kid, I remember when Subway rolled around and that smell. It's really... It's not okay. It's like mm. a certain kind of like lethal bread. That bread smell it's is right. really over... And it, and it wafts from the Subway. So, you know, I was, really I was once in a place far, far away, like as far as you can go, called Vesteros, Sweden. I mean, where, no, oh. and nobody knows where that is and nobody lives there. And yet, as I walked down a street towards my mm. hotel, there was that smell. And I turned to my left oh. and there was a subway. Oh, wow. They've even found a way to get to Vesteros, Sweden. Yes, really. Rural Sweden has a subway. So don't worry. You can get your foot long hoagie. Ugh, yuck. Something I don't want at all. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. How are you doing? This podcast is going to have some real audio auditory adventures because I have been stepping away and towards the mic. <laughs> yes. Well, and I can really hear you like shaking the mic and like well, fingering it. that microphone, and, like, should, that's just it. for you, Jack. That's not what they're hearing. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. It's just, <laughs> it's just what, it's just the torture that I get. I, what, you're, when you're in, when you're in class, your classmates, are your classmates ever like, can you not? Oh, or no, like, I don't do microphone for you, class. Oh, you're just muted, so you're able to, like, blow your nose and, like, yeah. clear your throat and, like, cough and, like... Occasionally uh -huh. I'll realize that I haven't been muted for five minutes, and then I'll quickly mute. Mm -hmm. And the other day I 
I wasn't muted for a while and then I spoke and I was like, I also just want to say I apologize for not being muted for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Be- be- because you were giving them a full throat cacophony. Well, I'm not really, this is unusual, but um, to, I mean, I've, I've taken inspiration from and also intuitively shifted and evolved in my Zoom demeanor and decorum. So today in Feldenkrais, you know, we were, it was a, it was a le- more a lecture than a, than a practice. And I just laid on the floor with a blanket on and with my eyes closed, <laughs> and, but on camera. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, I feel that that's, I can't imagine that people in corporate aren't like, I have to lay down for this call or just, <laughs> they need to find out there should be a way like something. Cause some, so here's the thing, people, if you want to make it, Take it. This idea is free for you, where it's something that wraps around your head and then holds the phone in front of your face <laughs> so that you don't have to hold the phone in front of your face while you talk on it. And if so, just take it. Basically it. Like like it tapes, whoever wants to make it, make it. It basically tapes this radioactive brick to your head, to your skull. No, it, it holds it as far away from your face as it is when you're talking to anyone. It's like, you know, if you're on a FaceTime and you have to hold the phone while you're on FaceTime and it's like, God, my hand's tired. I'm exhausted from this. And you're touching the phone that way. I see. So this way, at least you're not even touching I it. See. It slides into some kind of grip that is wrapped. That is a plastic thing that, you know, you can adjust so that it goes around your head and then it keeps the phone suspended in front of your face like a lure or a, you know whatever a lure you rest assured one of the inventors who listens to our podcast that you'll see it on instagram shortly will be called the lure yeah the I, lure. i'm picturing it like you know how those fish in the bottom of the ocean dangle that shiny thing in front of their face and then you get closer and they gobble you up in their hideous mouth it's um that's a, that's a lure that's a bait lure, yeah lure bait yeah that's what they have um well i'm doing pretty good i'm on day three of my incredible residency at city center and it <laughs> is going well it's just me and two other choreographers yeah i want i'm i'm sorry i didn't ask how you were but i'm glad to i'm glad to hear about this let's hear about it yeah i'm doing well i mean the, it's it's wild because city center has opened up for just three residencies and i'm it's really wonderful that I was selected, and um, uh, I can't tell you who the other two were because when we met at the breakfast, we were both we were all in PPE, so it was just like masks and goggles, and it was hard to hear uh-huh. them. Um, uh-huh. But I am working on uh, my new piece, which is called Sarah Sarah Mitchelson Mearns, and it <laughs> is all set to premiere at the Shed. It's a co-production with Radio Shack. And um, I am really excited about it. Uh, as of now, it's a solo, but I'm envisioning it as a probably like 118 uh, person uh, group dance. And <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's going to be live. It's going to be virtual. It's going to be live stream. It's going to have a stream. It's... Um, uh, they'll oh, wonderful. Who's going to, who's going to moderate your, um, your studio rehearsals? Oh, my studio rehearsals are going to be moderated. Um, pretty sure by a sock puppet and, uh, wonderful. Yeah. So the sock puppet is going to have some, some really terse words for me. <laughs> terse words. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really <laughs> terse words from your sock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah an old sock very very old (laughs) 
been around, been in a lot of people's foot. Yeah, and, totally. And um, has, uh, has some, it's uh, uh, grumpy, but holding me to it. And I'm really excited for the ex-challenge. Well, you know, socks hold a multitude of history. And so they will, I, they will take you to task if you're wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's all really exciting and I'm really excited that you and Harriet are doing the costumes and I love the designs you guys sent today and we put it up on the PowerPoint. Yeah, we were thinking about, we were thinking with, with so many people in such close proximity, we wanted to do something like mass game style, North Korea, you know, Mm -hmm. we thought it could be really, really beautiful to have opportunity to have so many bodies to dress. We can employ so many different costume shops around the garment district to sew for us. It's really exciting. Everyone loved the uh, the section that's in plastic tubes. Everyone was excited about the plastic tube <laughs> section. And um, I was definitely uh, as well uh, impressed and uh, felt excited and yet enervated because it's incredibly, I'm choosing to walk every day to get there um, from Greenpoint. Oh, and, wow. Um, that's sort of my warm up. Uh, and what's interesting when you get to city center is they have, now they have these, um, there are those things that you would put like a letter in that would get shot to another place in the building. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> air, air tubes, air tubes. Yeah. I think they're called something. Um, and I'm sure someone will let us know through our email account. And, um, it's, uh, so I just... I think they're called vacuum mail. Vacuum oh, mail. Vacuum mail. So it's like that for me and the two other choreographers. We're the only three people in the building. Um, uh, so we just... There's these three separate bronze. They look like a trumpet and they all have a, like a big wooden cork in it that uh, is locked to it. And we each have a key. So I unlock the wooden cork Gorgeous. and then I get in and then I have to close it and lock <clears throat> it. And then I'm just... Sucked up into um, just wow. this big studio, Studio uh, Five, where I, where Studio I, Five, Studio wow. Five, where yeah. I'm, where I am making the work, and it's really fun to be working with different composers. You know, everyone from like Brahms to Bjork, and um, every <laughs> everything from um, you know a uh, fugue to a uh, uh, rave, and. Um, it's uh it's uh I cannot it's pretty wait. cool. I'm gonna go online shed I'm gonna go shed.com <laughs> right after this and get my tickets. Yeah, you can find it at shed.com backslash Jack Fervor backslash backslash Sarah Sarah Mitchelson Mearns backslash backslash colon semicolon radio shack asterisk. Uh and then I think after that the discount code is Nine five two Patreon Patreon is is Patreon maybe no no that's ours this discount code is is nine five two seven eight three four seven seven two nine 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 and then there's some letters after it. What kind of discount do you get? Uh, You get a five cent discount, and um, so you get five cents (laughs) off of the billing charge on your tickets. Uh, because all tickets. Oh, wonderful! Does that also include um, free coat check? Free coat no, check? no, no. This is just five cents off of the fifteen dollar billing that happens on the uh, eighty nine dollar ticket. So it's pretty cheap, though. At the end of the day, right. it ends up still being under a hundred dollars for the ticket. 
And um, I love, I love like an 88, 95 (laughs) ticket. Really good. (laughs) It's really, it's really, it's, and it's super just affordable and for dance theater, what have you, which I think is cool. How are you going to, how are you going to seat people? All around. I mean, I think (laughs) it's pretty much all around. Yeah. Yeah. Every, (laughs) and it's really different too. Like on stage. Yes. Yes. And I'm really doing like old Dixon place style where it's like there's stools and a lazy boy. And then there's going to be some stadium Mm. seating and sofas, sofas, sofas. beanbags, um, you know, uh, beanbag chairs and then literally just like a, a, a crate that's filled with beanbags and then, and then also just a bag of beans. There's also, just a giant bag of beans. There's also just a giant bag of beans that you can sit on. And that is that though. Jack, I literally love for you to do a show where there's just like bags of beans. And I hope you said the bean that you say, I'm so glad. I hope you're all enjoying your bean bags. <laughs> you can say oh well you can be it'll be like a of all like at abrams yet again and you can be like you know i asked the staff to buy me um beanbag chairs but this is all we could afford <laughs> there's no chairs and it's just bags of beans <laughs> no but they're they're also just like one pound bag of beans and you just get one they hand it to you with your chicken <gasps> i love it and i'm like you know if you're a real skinny mini like me you can sit on that <laughs> it'll it's just some nice cushion for your sits bones. yeah it's so it's good nice. i mean i feel like if you put a bag of beans in the freezer and then put it on your eyes it would feel <laughs> totally nice yeah to make nice sounds during your show no need to hire a composer when you're using bags of beans bags of beans i mean well that was something that bjork and i talked about because she was interested in like i thought she meant bean bags but what she meant was bag of beans and bags of bags of beans so it's all kind of part of the mix and like some things you know like meat some things will be covered in trash bags and um you know there's it gets very like beckett towards the end where the sock puppet moderator comes out of a trash can and you know, every, it's all exciting. I'm just really excited. And I've never felt so excited for live performance. That's not happening. And I think it's, um, <laughs> it's just really, it's wonderful. It's going to be in a, and when we do it, it's going to be in a completely enclosed, airless, locked room over a span of, you know, it's durational. So it's like a, a four day piece. Um, but I am excited as well for what we have coming up, which is very special, I think, for our listeners, for many reasons. Um, what, what we have coming up? Don't you think so? Oh, our, our roving reporter? Oh, it's tremendous. You're not, you're not prepared for it. Red Rover, Red Rover sent Jeremy right over to Israel. Rover, Rover, something come over. Um, Wait, were, were we were we were we meant to talk about mucho mucho amor? So long ago now. <laughs> you were really excited about it for a minute. Well, like two weeks ago when I watched, and you told me to watch, and I watched, and it was wonderful. It's incredible. Everyone should watch it. It's really like he is Walter Mercado is an angel. He, He's a future person. He is absolutely divine. Totally inspiring, inspirational. And hilarious. Uh, messenger of love and peace. I mean, that is key to being an angel. Like, 
how many like tremendous sense of humor yeah that's that was when i trusted him i wouldn't have trusted walter mercado if i if he hadn't had some if he wasn't able to look from afar at what it is he's doing you know well he had a he had an objective for love and peace through this through through this medium of as he says at one point stupid stuff um stupid stuff i couldn't believe it that's when i was like i'm literally in love with you but he also had very strong beliefs and convictions and inside of a is a very uh polytheistic um yeah joseph campbelly kind of unitarian vision which i fully related to i mean i really was like if i had been born in a warmer climate um this could be me uh, but, uh, I was not, um, and, uh, she, it's a, it's a story that's really important, uh, to watch for many reasons, I think, but, um, primarily I would say to what kind of, how to, how to be a messenger of love and humor and, uh, play and theatrics. Yeah, and also like how to be in this world in a different way yeah. than what is conventional yeah. and, you know, people for whatever reason chose to accept Walter Mercado. And we, you know, I hope that for all people who want to choose to live on this earth in, on different paths that, that people can accept them. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado, we love you. We love you. I really, when, when I, when I looked at the, uh, the po or the uh, advertisement for it, I thought, is that Carolina Herrera? You know, that's, that's, it was confusing and wonderful. Well, that's, I mean, and there's that incredible woman who, I can't remember her name right now, where it's like her, you know, everyone gets described as like manager, producer, sisters, and her description is witch. And uh, <laughs> uh, she, which I loved. I was like, absolutely, that is the, that is the world I want to live in. And, um, and I guess do. And she describes his hair as like this really like great men's hair from the 70s and uh, also, like, you know, your mother's hair. It was really yeah. it was tremendous. I mean, it's yeah. talk about, like, we contain multitudes. It's really truly wonderful. I loved it. Please watch and, uh, it. It's so feel good. And speaking good. of wigs, I'm also chipping my way through Mrs. America. So we'll be able to talk about that soon. Great. Loved it. I've moved on into um, watching the Olympics on the Criterion. So I just finished 16 Days of Glory, <laughs> which is incredible, which is the LA what? Olympics um, from nineteen. You're watching documentaries about the Olympics? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love that stuff. You Have you seen 16 Days of Glory? No. You will love it. I'll send you my Criterion password so you can watch it. What was a milestone from the 84 Olympics? Um... Uh, Mary Lou Renner. Mary Lou Retton. Retton. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Research journalism at its finest. <laughs> you heard it here first. Mary Lou Renner in the 1972 <laughs> and a half Olympics in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Amazing. Um, Jack, no. Mm, pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mary Lou Retton. Um, Mary Lou Retton. Um, Perfect who 10. Who else? Uh, honey. Greg Luganus. Oh, that was then? Oh, honey. When he was like winning the golds and like, and he, I didn't want to, I don't want to give it away. Like the story he tells before you watch him do this dive. That's the Olympics where he hit his head on the thing. No, no. I think that's 88 soul. 
I think. Well, how do you, I cannot believe you have this information in your head. <sighs> but I couldn't remember Mary Lou Retton, which is exactly what happened when she came on the screen and I screamed, Mary Lou, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't remember Wait, the last I one. have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that the Olympics, because like when I was a young person, they were mm. so important to me. It felt like yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing more magical happens on earth than the Olympics. And yeah. then suddenly I completely stopped caring about them. Completely. Is that what happens with, so is the Olympics, um, a children's programming. I think that what, ha- I don't know what your story is, but mine is that, um, I didn't have a TV and my life got incredibly hard. And so right. I think we stopped having normal networks. Yeah. I didn't have TV and my life was also really difficult. And I was only watching live performance or seeing weird movies or sometimes like a blockbuster, but I feel that um, my shift of care, you know, it was just a, it was just different, you know? And I think, yeah. I don't know, like I, I was like, it switched to like wanting to take in like Karen Finley and Ralph Lemon and, you know, it's like a, right. a, a really right. different paradigm. And so what's interesting about watching and the reason I specifically like these documentaries, which are by Bud... 60 Days of Glory is by Bud. I want to say Greenspan. And I could Uh be wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. But Bud Bundy. Can you imagine? And um, (laughs) what's great is that there's, there's interviews with, with the Olympians, which is so. What? But when they're grown up. um, Or like the next year. Oh, wow. You know, where they're kind of recounting what happened. And it's really, it's. I, 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 it's, yeah, I just think it's really great. Bud Greenspan wow. well, is who, is who did it. Of, and speaking so, of Ralph Lemon, yeah. you can, um, there's an excellent performance that Ra- Ralph and Ishmael Houston Jones and B.B. Miller did oh. at the MCA in, in Chicago, Chicago. At the Chicago Art Institute. Yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. they're extending the lo- the stream of it because I think it was supposed to end a couple days ago, but I think maybe they're extending it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm so glad that it's up. It's um I mean to have the three of them be together in a space that I mean I feel like if you've gone to the movement research gala, you've had experiences of, you know, as, as them being in the same room, but to see them perform together is so important. Yeah, you or you've had an experience of having Jack Ferber harass you, one or the other. What is that? Oh, <laughs> at, oh, at the movement research gala? <laughs> yeah. 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 Anything can happen at the Movement Research Gala. And, well, the thing that I remember about about that work, or the first time I guess I heard about it, was from uh, Tara Isha Willis, who was the, because mm-hmm. she's who... Curated put it, it. She's who put it together, and she was one of our cohorts this past year at the library. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she goodness. was the DTW archive. Correct. Yeah, major. We need to have her on. She's so incredible. Yes. Really, like, one of my favorite people I've gotten to talk to in the last few years. Um, so, so smart. Um, anyhow. Yeah, very. She gives an excellent introduction on this stream at mca.org. I have no idea, but you'll find it. Yeah, well, we can post about it. Um, and we absolutely need to have Ralph on. I mean, talk about, and Ish, and Bibi. I mean. Well, I wrote to Ishmael, because Ishmael really loved our last episode about the Cunningham, and mm-hmm. I said, well, maybe you and Ralph and Bibi are our next trio. Maybe we'll have a round table discussion. That'll be two, five hours I long. mean, 
it's that's such a five parter. It's re- it is really it's a five parter. Well, I mean, to I get into it's the lot. Bo- into each of their bodies of work is, I mean, huge. It's such a and the impacts that have happened from them, and also their relationship and uh, and how long that's been, and all of that history. It's amazing but yes I, I agree that would be incredible okay i'm sorry that was a long diversion oh, it's all right it's all right we're about to get into um some uh field reporting uh between uh our very own jeremy jacob and Netta yurashalmi uh ladies and other please uh like subscribe rate review we're on youtube uh, uh as well for um, those who are hearing impaired, we now are releasing our episodes on YouTube um, so that there's text and um, you yeah. can let people know that. And oh, there's I have two, I have a couple other things to plug in terms of watching. So, yes, I'm watching these Olympic oh, things, which are really great. Also, The Last Dance, uh-huh. Michael Jordan uh, documentary, what? Chicago oh. Bulls, incredible incredible oh, incredible wait. did you recommend that or someone else recommended it to me i don't know but it's amazing i highly suggest people watch it i've heard it's amazing it is okay. really incredible and then also um crip camp uh which what's that it is about a, a camp that was well it's not just about this camp but it's it is about um uh, people with physical disabilities who uh, meet at this camp uh, and then all end up moving to uh, the West Coast, really ending up in Berkeley and then starting uh, really asking for civil rights for people with disabilities and yes. really getting the Disability yes. Act to come through and 504 and it's... It's so inspiring, and I, I think the reason, if I'm to sort of track, like, what has been my viewership in this is it's been wanting to see people fighting uh, for things that are just or fighting to better themselves or seeking to better things and and to do it with rigor and um, great passion and uh, and it's it's been re- it, uh, these those have been really inspirational. So I highly recommend um, the <laughs> Olympic documentaries by Bud Greenspan, starting with Sixteen Seasons of Glory on Criterion Collection, The Last Dance, which is on Netflix, and um, Crip Camp, which is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, and I'm just gonna plug um, these dog grooming videos where severely matted dogs get their hair shaved oh. off so that they can be healthy again. So I watch those. They're stressful, but they're, you know, relief at the oh, end. I want to <laughs> get a dog. Um, I know you do. It'd be really cute. I, I think it'd be cute. I think I'm going to have two. Um, so they can be friends. Uh, all right. Oh my God. So cute. Oh, and thank you, Ryan David O'Byrne. I'm loving my book Indelicacy by Amina Kane. It is, I'm just speeding through this. Uh, novel. I haven't read fiction in quite a while because it has. Oh. There's been a lot of other things to read. Also, if you are an educator and you want an anti-racist pedagogy reading list, um, hit me up, and I am happy to share that with you. Um, of Wonderbar. a independent wow. study group that I am in, and I think is important. And if and it has changed quite a bit since 
the or not I mean yeah I would say there's a there's a lot of new intel I think that is there so if you've already gone through an anti-racist training and you are interested in how things look now uh, feel free to hit me up and I will pass on this Google Doc to you very good, Jack. And I think all, you know, uh, forward-thinking curriculums will be changing a lot of their content. So yeah. keep looking for it. Yeah, I think it's, it's... It's out there. It's important, and it's happening, and it's now. Yeah. All right. And on that, let's uh, let's hear from... Put your um, hands together! Nana Yoshome! Wee! Yay! And... Uh, I will talk with you soon, Reed. Do you have any plans of coming back to New York anytime soon? Yeah, I mean, school's over soon, and then I'm going to start thinking about it. Okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And I hear you, girl. I hear you. Yeah. That's a real 20 I minutes mean, at a time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I'll call you right after we get off the phone. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Enjoy. Okay, bye. bye. We love you. you. Hello everyone, uh, Jeremy here. I'm about to do some research journalism with a video chat with Nada Yurishalmi. Uh, she was a guest on episode 89 of Dance and Stuff, so go back. Uh, Alright, it's um, Sunday, July 19th, and it's currently after midnight in Tel Aviv where Nada is. Uh, let's see how she's doing. <laughs> Right. Hi. Hello. Um, you were just telling me about the corona officers that called you to check up on you when you first got to Israel. Right, right. Um, you've been there about five weeks. Yes. How long did that mean you were, does that mean you were in New York? It was like two months? Was that well, like two months? Under, under three the, months. Middle of March to middle of April. Because I don't, I have no okay, sense of March to April, April time, to May, maybe. So. Yes. Three months. Okay. Three months in, in the city during the beginning of it. And then... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that actually timeline-wise seems like the correct time to have left New York too. Well, when we were planning to leave, it was also... Um, I mean, Israel was just like, woohoo, we got this totally under control and we're right. opening everything all at once. Here we go. And so we were, we were just like, okay, let's do this. Um, and then since we got here, it just totally went in the other direction, like crazy time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, similar, similar here, I guess. In the I South. Mean, it was, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. and you know, we'll see what happens everywhere else. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that people here are willing to go back to how um the the laws or the rules or whatever they um were in in March they were so severe and i think as 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 a general population they're just unwilling to live in that way they don't think it's worth it and so e even if the government is now considering um ways to um inhibit um people's um socializing activities i don't there people the citizens are going to fight back whether it's because of economical reasons or because they're just like we're not going to do that thing of like you're not going to you're not going to see my parents sorry we're not going to do that um right well part of that is that we were told that if we quarantined then it would be under control right and then we could live again right so now that is a, a squandered dynamic 
Um, right. And we're right. seeing it here. And, and it's also a situation in terms of businesses here where it's like, I've just tried to reopen my business, which is an expensive endeavor. And now I'm being shut down again. I have to, cl- I can't do this again. So now I'm out. Right. 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 But I think, and I don't know if I'm talking out of, out of my, you know, armpit here, but it feels to me like at least, uh, and maybe this is a bad thing, but there's not some big, like long-term overall plan here. It's a very improvised, it's, it feels kind of like, um, uh, kind of, uh, patchy in, in, in the solutions, but it feels maybe like an experience of like, oh, this is what it's like to live with this on, on, in a, in a long-term kind of way, because a lot of life kind of is back to normal. And, and it, it just, you know, I just feel like in New York, it was, it, it felt like such a distinct, like life is shut down. There are no cars in the street, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit more lively right now with phase two or three or whatever, but, um, it feels right now, like when you walk down the street and the way people are, that it isn't, it feels like, okay, this is maybe what it's going to be like for a very long time where people are all the time trying to live. They're trying to do that thing that they know that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're just negotiating, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go see my parents this weekend. I just spent five days in Tel Aviv, like with a ton of people. And, you know, some of them I know very well and I might trust them. They're very close to me, like, you know, family members or friends, they go to work, they see other people. Right. So then I'm going to go right. to my parents who live in this like isolated kind of idyllic um, um, area, part of the country that feels very safe, I think, to them. And I'm going to, so, so my parents are like, yes, of course you should come. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So, but this is like, people want to live. They want to see each other. Yeah. It's like, none of it makes sense. And everyone is only counting their direct relationships rather than like taking into account that all of those people have a full network of people in other networks. And yeah, that is, that is kind of, I mean, the point of the quarantine was so that we could trace things when they came up, but that didn't happen well here they are i mean they did that from very early on which didn't happen in the states at all but they did that from very early on um tracing and of course it's 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 kind of out of control but there's still this thing where everybody notifies everybody and you always are hearing oh this person and then they send even if like you're like okay i contacted this person like eight days ago then you you know you're going you're going in for for six six days of of quarantine or stuff like that. That so this tracking thing is also this thing that's a, you know manifesting as like part of the new the new life, mm-hmm. the discourse and the practice of it. Um, I mean everybody's wearing masks. There's the funny thing of like if you run if you're jogging your mask should be on your elbow, right? <laughs> so you're signaling that it's there, but it's not on your it's not actually there. Uh huh. And then, you know, people sit in restaurants, like packed outdoor restaurants. Yeah. And when you're in a restaurant, you don't need a mask on, right? So it's just like, how does this make Although, you know, being outside, I think, um, is, it, I think it makes sense here also because people have such, um, spend so much time outdoors just as a, as a culture because it's, it's often so warm here that I think that um, that's just uh, going to be helpful in the long run is... People are used to being outside a lot. Everybody, everybody has a balcony or, you know, like people are very comfortable on stoops and curbs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there seems to be 
um, some differences of opinion in terms of wearing a mask and being outside <laughs> and the risk involved in that. And I'm, I, having not been in the city for most of this, but being here now, I'm, I'm definitely one of those, you should have a mask on if you're around people, mm-hmm. even six feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, but the restaurant thing is really boggles my mind. You're not sitting six feet at all away from one another and you're sitting there for a long time and you're not moving. So it's like, it's, uh-huh. it's more than 15 minutes of contact and it's not in motion and you're just sitting and chatting and you're close and you're allowed to not have your mask on. Right. And you know, you're on the sidewalk and people are walking past you and yeah. running, running past you without masks on, what have you. It's that, yeah. that really... I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I've come to the place where I feel like if you're moving quickly past somebody, I feel like it's okay. That's my illogical point of arrival. I cannot imagine running or biking with a mask on, so I'm right. a little forgiving of that dynamic. Right. Um, but it's like when people don't really move away, I'm like, you could just take a... You're you're literally running, so maybe run a step away. <laughs> you can engage your body that way. Um, what's going on in terms of uh, your body and making stuff? Oh, let's see. My body... My body has been very active since the beginning of this business. Um, uh, so all kinds of cultivating, all kinds of practices of walking and biking. When I was in New York, I started to run a lot. And then a bunch of kind of class, not really classes, but kind of dance practices and yoga practices indoors. And that um, I've, here, it's more been more about my access to nature for the for the first four weeks that I've been here. So a lot of just kind of walk out the door and walk up the many hills or down many roads. So um, a lot of that, uh, which is great. I actually have an access to a dance studio um, here when I'm up north. And so you know, the funny thing is, Jeremy, as I was there dancing around, and they came in, they came into the studio, the people that run the office, and they were like. We're going to have a, 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 a dance summer course on Thursday. Can you teach them? I end up teaching 20, no, 40 dance students in a studio, nobody with a mask on. This is like, you would take a snapshot, you would think it was a different time. Um, this is like, you know. Oh, yeah. my God. And you were like, I just can't, I can't resist. I have oh, to yeah. teach it. Yeah. I mean, it was not 40 <laughs> at a time. It was 20 at a time. But suffice it to say, I had contact with like 40 teenagers um, in one day, um, it's weird. You just get caught up in like how everybody's behaving and then you, you normalize to it. So, so I, yeah. I, so then, yeah, my, and once I've gotten to Tel Aviv, I've been, I have a little, um, body practice involving going to be in the ocean, which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Today I did yoga on the, we have a little balcony here. Okay. By the, by the ocean, do you mean the Mediterranean? I sure do. The and temperature, that you, the temperature of which is like. an ocean. Oh, i sorry. I meant the sea. I meant the sea. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Because that was me being lame. No, it's, it was a, it was a. Um, it's, um, you know, it's almost 1 a.m. here. I have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, it's not a normal thing to call it the ocean. I think I learned late in life the difference between the sea and the ocean because I grew up here and I didn't ever think there was a, another thing. I just thought there was just the Mediterranean. Well, it's incredible. It's it is like a weird combination. It's tremendous. 
swimming in Tel Aviv was like one of the most amazing experiences. It's so good. I mean, the temperature, you don't have to like wince when you come in because it's just cool enough to make you not feel like hot. But then once mm-hmm. you're in there, you're not, you don't need to leave because you're getting cold. You're just, you can stay for hours. And today the waves were so chill. It was just, oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a, a spirit saving. And you know, in terms of like, not my br- body practice, but in terms of like dance practice, another thing that's going to boggle your mind is I was going to meet Ophir, yeah. who you have interviewed for this podcast um, in the beginning of this thing, the first round of this, my good friend. And he said, okay, you know, let's meet for coffee or whatever, blah, 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 in the Suzanne Delal Center for Dance, which is actually uh, where I was supposed to have, a, you know, the Israel premiere of Paramodernities in, in a week. Of course, that's not happening. So he's like coming to me for coffee there. And I was like, so what are you doing there? He was like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing this. There's a showing of solos. Actually, you should come. So I end up going. I'm in a, a dance, like a studio theater in Suzanne And there's like all the who and the who, the Israeli dance, uh-huh. you know, um, pedagogy, sitting there watching um, these like final graduation solos from this like in, um, kind of high-end conservatory. Like, oh, I'm watching a live dance performance in a studio with people. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? This is why there's a surge in cases. Because yeah. people are just like, yeah. These things happen within an economy where, like, you feel like you have to do it in a way. Maybe, like, I have to, like, take teach this class. Maybe I have to, you know... Is this what's happening? Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that that part yeah. really spooks me out. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that there's just so many variables, so many unknowns, and we have to care for our spirits and mm-hmm. our bodies and our social fabric, we can't um, lose sight of that aspect of our health. I for sure. think that has rung true for me from the very beginning. And it seems to be what's, you know, uh, dominating the behavior of people in this country. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very important to them to engage the way they, they're used to. And yeah, so, and you're right, people follow kind of the herd if, if, if you know. Yeah, and especially if it, um, if it encourages what they want to do. Yeah. Against their maybe uh, yeah. better, better thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why the rules in the beginning were so so intense here because they the the, the people um, that are supposed to organize the people in this country, you know, what, I don't know the politicians, the scientists, whatever, who is in charge of making kind of like making sense of this, um, they know who they're dealing with, you know. Right. In New York, we didn't need somebody to tell us, don't you know, don't do this, this, and this. Don't leave your house. Don't do that. We kind of did, but we didn't. We, we could do whatever we wanted. Well, we s- sort of did need the governor to be like, theaters need to close. You know, and Trump was completely unwilling to do anything. Right. But here they had fines from, or they really mm. had fines. Like, I mean, if you walk down the street right now with a mask um, on your chin, not over your mouth, the cop will go by and he'll honk at you and you might get a fine. And they report in the newspaper how many people are getting fined. So they, they try to enforce it. Um, in New York, I feel like, you know. Yeah, I don't, so I don't think in general what I've seen is, you know, uh, politicians basically saying they don't want to, they don't want to actually like enforce right. these things. They want people to just follow, follow the right. mandates, which I, I, I think that's sort of 
correct if it works. Yeah, and I, what I'm saying is I think in the States in general, like Americans are better at following rules. You know, I always thought the Germans were the uber rule followers, but the Israelis see Americans as very um, kind of inflexible and uh, kind of bureaucratically inclined or like... Um, so, yeah, so that just manifests in kind of all different aspects of... Kind of helps me make sense of myself more also in light of having lived in New York for so long. And like, oh, this is why I don't always make sense in the States because I'm not really good at you know, paying attention to what the authorities say to me. The balancing trust is coming for you. Exactly. Thank you. Um, what do you, what do you, what does the future look like? Are you planning on staying there as long as you can or? Yeah. So we're, our flight, my flight was supposed to be today. Um, (laughs) and, um, so then I kept being like, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't know. And, and, and Delta has this thing where they just like let you change your flight without no cost. Um, okay. so David's going to go back tomorrow because he misses New York. I'm going to go back next week and then we're going to hopefully get ourselves organized and come right back. Oh, okay. <laughs> like sublet our apartment yeah. and find a, a place here yeah. and get our shit organized and then come back. Yeah. Cause I think I can, you know. Not only can I have more life here, and by life I mean like people, community, family, beach. Um, I think I can work here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You you have access to an infrastructure of some kind there as well. Yeah, and willingness. Yeah, I mean, there's willingness from the dancers in the city to get going, but there's like there's no infrastructure and yeah. And and, and New York has moved into phase yeah. four, but it has not that has not included um, indoor performances or a restaurant, what have you. So or rehearsals, like if they're, like the rehearsals, like I don't need to perform, but just to be able to create work and to be in the studio and to research, I don't. I mean, Ailey announced in an email that they won't be considering opening until twenty one. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. And what about Princeton? Yeah, so that was, it was really interesting ride the past week because I had basically said to the dance department that I'm totally willing to do any and all components of teaching plus offering additional teaching and, and creative workshops or whatever in person because they're going to have part of their student body is going to be coming to the fall, in the fall. And I said, I feel comfortable and I'm fine to, you know, have a test once a week as the new protocols are going to demand and whatever's necessary to actually be in a studio with your students. And that was, you know, exciting. And we were figuring out, they, you know, had a particular idea for me to create a work and all this. And then I just um, realized that it would be potentially coming, being in New York exclusively for that one engagement with the students at Princeton and I and there were really important kind of personal reasons for me to stay here right now having to do with my parents and um, um, different things I don't want to get into and I just said okay I think I might um, just say no thank you um, wow David really took all the light away <laughs> um, it's like this is this is over <laughs> no he, he, he went he went into a different room and closed a different door. Um, but so I'm going to be teaching from uh, at Princeton just uh, in remote. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is what it is. Just is what it is. 
everyone knows how to do it now. Yeah, you know, we had all these like training classes in June about how to do it better, which I really appreciated because I need to know how to do it better. But it's really hard for me to commit to mind and to body a practice if I'm not sure I'm going to need it, you know? So, you know, like I'm a good student if I'm really, sh- you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like I have to cram right now because they made the semester starting sooner. Uh-huh. So. Is it ending sooner too then? It's like ending Thanksgiving. sooner. Yes, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Is it the same for Jack? I, it's what it sounds like. Yeah. Which I think is it's, it's correct. That is the correct thing to do. Are they have? is he going to be teaching in person? He is um, insisting not to be teaching in person because he has mm-hmm. a lung condition and... Yeah, Bart is trying to make it happen, and I get that, but um, I'm also like, that's... For the whole student body? I, I, that's my assumption. That's that's my sense that I'm hearing. I um, mean, David, for Emerson, they want the professors to come and teach um, half of the classes in person, so that the students, the students that are attending and are going to be experiencing a tiny increase in tuition... Um, yeah. are actually able to have some in-person engagement, but the, the, the faculty seems to be up in arms about it, so I don't know if it's settled yet. But he has a semester off, so... Oh, okay, well, great. doesn't have to do yeah. it. Yeah, that's why we're able to be here. Yeah. 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 And you? Well, being in New York for just, like, two weeks, I'm, like, this is untenable. What is untenable? I, I can't, I can't, I can't believe... People are living here. That's <laughs> basically the feeling. In the city? It's, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I'm... Why? I am hypervigilant, you know, sort of for Jack as well, or with Jack right. in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But just being outside, we're, we generally go for a walk for like 20 minutes, and it's just full rage at like what people are doing by the end of it. It's just like I can't can't deal with it really it's, it's uh what are they doing they all have masks on i'm sure right? it's it's really just like a whole it's a whole mix of like what people are doing and like the political d- dynamics and just just feeling the whole world like not not working out you know like i mm-hmm. and i understand i like see the other side i understand that people are living here you know i'm not living here mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not living here so i don't i don't think it's fair to expect people to be doing what I want them to be doing, really. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's um, a certain inconsiderate quality, selfishness, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everyone gets to you know, do what they want. It basically is what it boils down to. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I think, yeah, I mean, I think basically this thing of like, um, sorry, let me just stand up, the, the country versus the city. You know, when I yeah. when we got here like a week ago after spending four weeks in like countryside, man, that was my first reaction for a while. Like I could not believe that people were that close to me and that they were, we, we, they were waiting in line in this tiny, tiny hot, you know, store all on top of each other. I was like, this is crazy. And then, then one of the, the guys outside with all the fruit and vegetables didn't have a mask on and it was just full on like, blah. And then after five days here, I'm like, huh, it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, like, I don't yeah. care, but, like, uh, I guess this, has, this is how it is over here, so I have to, like, you know, fall in line. Yeah, and if we weren't sort of scheduled to not be here, I think 
we would have been forced to sort of settle into it by now. Right. But we've just been, I've just been counting the days. Really? The undifferentiated days. (laughs) When do you go back? This is Sunday. Um, We'll be back up there on Thursday. Okay. We're just doing a two-week while Parker right, quarantines. Right, 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 right. So. Right. But is, uh, um, and then that's just can extend indefinitely? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I am, like, oh. doing some work in the city in the beginning of August, but which is still, like, conversations I need to have about how that's going to happen. Um, like physical work? Um, some, like, videography stuff. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it feels crazy. I'm just going to take it one step at a time and see how it goes. Do you need to, um, do you, are you able to enjoy being in the city and it's at all or no? Sounds like not so much. It was really, it was really nice to come back to the apartment, but then was really sad feeling you can't be into, you can't have like the intimacies with people. It's, it's really, it it, it felt really sad to Mm. to come back in that way. I wonder how it's going to feel to us to come back next week. Yeah, and you'll be here. I mean, I'm curious. For, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I, I like. I make plan. I, I make plans, but I'm also like, hmm. What's the what? You know, what kind of attachment am I going to have to these plans? Not so much. Yeah, I think that's the right. That's the right mindset too, because the future mm-hmm. is so uh, unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for talking. Oh, thank you. It's good. Sorry, I didn't like record the first part. <laughs> It's okay. We got. I think we have. We have way too much anyway. Yes, I know. I know. I know. So you're doing this with people in different parts of the world, like you did the first time. Well, I was like Jack Reed. Why don't you just call one person? And they were like, mm. so I'm like, I'll do one. <laughs> I didn't tell them I was going to do this, but I was like, I'll do one. Mm-hmm. We'll have it, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe they'll do other ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. It's, it's a real like everything is difficult to do. Right. Even. Yeah, it's just like everything's impossible. Yeah. But I think it's a good time to check in and see what's happening around the world. I don't know if I was telling Ophir or you, just like how 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 much I appreciated that one in terms of um, mm. it made me feel like uh, held in some way in the distress, hearing from people all over the world. But I remember Ophir just saying to me whenever I saw him that it was difficult because it, indeed it was not a conversation. It was just talking into a phone. So maybe mm-hmm. this will um, will be a good idea to follow up with. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's also um, that became it was a lot of the same story, which was not mm. so expected. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, this is dark. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Well, I'm not dark. I'm Silver. all like, hey, <laughs> I'm teaching classes. I'm, no big deal. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. It's like politically incorrect to air any of this uh, verbiage. <laughs> what's happening you know it is it is it's true i know it is i think we're just headed into more weirdness yeah 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 well um have a good flight enjoy the rest of your time there thanks dude thanks (laughs) i'll i'll harass you once i'm in the same time zone and we can connect more great great i look forward to it lighting situation yeah yeah (laughs) day and night okay all right yeah Okay, Uh, say hi to Jack. Will do. Thank you again. Bye. Thank you. Bye.